So hey there friends and welcome to this episode, the first of 2024 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. We're going to talk about what I believe is one of the biggest benefits of a slow and mindful movement practice. Hi and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So welcome, friends. It is so wonderful to have you back with me for another year of podcasts. This is actually going to be my fourth year of podcasting, which is wild. I started in 2020, 2020, I was going to say 2024, that would make no sense. Uh, Started back in 2020, I think it was around April, uh, kind of coincided with, you know, world events. Um, And yeah, here we are nearly four years later and 200 and a million episodes later. Um, 200 and a million. That's such an exaggeration. Anyway, thank you for being here. Whether you have been here from episode one or you've just joined me or you're kind of new around here, I am so grateful to each and every one of you. So thank you so very much. So for our first episode of 2024, I thought we would talk about one of the biggest benefits of a slow movement practice. And this is a benefit that I don't think will be surprising However, I don't think we talk about it all that much. And so let's do it. For those of you who don't know, um, which may be some of you, I'm a movement teacher as well as being a counselor. And I've been teaching movement for like nearly 14 years. I think it will be um, this year. And my background originally was in yoga. And then I also became a somatic exercise coach and a Pilates, Matt Pilates teacher. The bulk of what I do centers around somatics. So my yoga um, teaching has very much been influenced by somatics um, and same with the Pilates, but somatics is probably like 80% of what I teach. And somatics is very slow. Somatics is a very slow, very mindful movement practice that is intended to help us find more comfort in our body, to reduce tension and increase our capacity to sense and feel what's going on in our body. And that, spoiler alert, is the number one kind of benefit that I want to talk about today. This ability to sense and feel what's going on inside of ourselves. And so this somatics practice is incredibly slow. Right, we we move very slowly. And I remember when I first learned it, I found the slowness very frustrating. <laughs> and I, it's an experience that students often have as well of like I don't find it easy to move slow. And that is we we come about that very honestly, right? Because our society, our culture is not really driven by slow. It's driven by speed. It's driven by production. It's driven by productivity. It is not driven by slow and introspective. And so moving slowly can sometimes feel uncomfortable, especially at the beginning. And in somatics, we do this thing where we move and then we pause, we melt and we have a moment of pause. And that moment of pause can often be the hardest part of the practice because we notice, we start to notice that, oh, I'm like anticipating the next movement already. I'm kind of in this space of desiring to be in perpetual motion almost. And so 
the slowness of the practice can sometimes feel difficult, even if it also feels good, right? Like it might feel very welcome and very nurturing. And we might notice that, oh, this is actually hard because it's not how I often do things. I'm often in a rush. And so much of our exercise practices are fast, right? If you've ever been a runner, if you've ever done aerobics classes, anything like that, there's pace, right? We move quite quickly. And so our ideas around exercise, which I'm certainly not poo-pooing, exercise is fabulous, but it's just different. Um, Our ideas around exercise, our ideas around productivity can make slowness feel challenging. But the benefits to be had by moving slowly, at least some of the time, are immense. And one of the key reasons why those benefits are so huge is because of this thing that I want to talk about, which is ultimately learning how to feel. That's what I'm going to call it for now, but I'm going to give you a a more scientific name for it shortly. But this slowing down can allow us to really learn how to feel. So what do I mean by that? When it comes to our ability to perceive, we all are very used to how we perceive things that are outside of ourselves, right? So we know that we have all our senses. We can see, we can hear, we can taste, we can touch, we can smell. Obviously, not everyone in the population has access to all of those senses, but we are very familiar with this idea of taking sensory input from outside of us, interpreting it through our senses, right? Or taking it in through our senses and our brain interpreting it. And that is called exteroception. So that's how we gather information, notice that, oh, there's a plant over there in that direction is a person behind me is a plant, whatever. We know how to take in that information. We don't have to think about it, but it happens. And when we talk about sort of how we sense and perceive, I think that's often where our brain goes. Well, I sense through my eyes, and my you know, sense of touch and my smell and all of those different senses. But we also have another form of sensing, which is called interoception. And that's our ability to sense changes within ourselves. Now, we can all do this because if we couldn't do it, you wouldn't know when you needed to use the bathroom. You wouldn't know when you needed to go and get a cardigan because you were cold. But we are often taught to ignore a lot of our interoceptive capacity because it is something that can get in the way of productivity and speed. And I think that getting more attuned to and skilled at our ability to interocept is one of the key benefits of a slow movement practice. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So to kind of like talk about this a bit more, I want to use an example that has been really common over my years of teaching. When I used to teach in-person classes, which I did for lots and lots of years, one of the things that would often be reported to me on a fairly regular basis, a fairly regular basis was people would start to say, oh my gosh, I never realized how often my shoulders were up around my ears. And now I notice it all the time. And often that would be reported with a sense of like frustration because it's like, well, was I doing it before and I just didn't notice or have I started doing it more? Like what's going on? And the truth of it is that once we start to get better at sensing these changes in our body, we will notice that we're doing it more often 
because we just simply didn't sense it before. We didn't feel it. And so that is a really good example of people starting a yoga practice or a movement practice and going, oh my gosh, you know, one of the things that I would often say in these in-person classes was be like, you know, soften your shoulders, just notice where you're holding tension, invite a sense of softening in those places. And often, you know, you lose like four inches because people would get their shoulders from out of their ears. And over time, they would start to notice, oh, my gosh, I do that all the time and I never even realized. And that right there is an example of what happens when we foster that capacity to interocept, to notice, oh, my shoulders are up here and I can feel the tension in my muscles. So when we have the capacity to interocept, which we all do, like I said, because you wouldn't otherwise know if you needed the bathroom or you needed a snack or whatever, But when we start to be able to do that with more skill and and more um, trust, more self-trust, what we can start to do is be more responsive to our needs because we recognize, oh, golly, I have had my shoulders up around my ears like 50 times today. Perhaps there's something that I need or, you know, perhaps I'm feeling more stressed than I realized. Perhaps I'm feeling like I'm under more pressure than I realized. How can I support myself through this? And this ability to interocept, like I said before, is not something that's necessarily really fostered by our culture because it requires us to slow down in order to have the space to notice. It's harder to notice these subtle changes in how we feel when we're moving really quickly. And I think that that's sometimes why in a slow movement practice, our experience of that slowness can be uncomfortable. Partly it's because I think we're not used to slow and we're not used to that feeling of um, like losing the pace of, of speed. And I think also because when we move slowly, we have more time to be present to the discomfort that might be under the surface that we've sort of been ignoring or not feeling or not sensing. And so sometimes it can be very confronting to move slowly and be like, oh, there's so much tightness there. There is so much um, constriction there. And I didn't even know. But as we get more skilled at interoception, and if we practice that alongside a practice of self-compassion and kindness, then we get so much better at connecting with what is true for us, at understanding how it is that we're actually feeling and of being able to meet ourselves in the truth of that. I think it allows us to become better custodians of our physical bodies because we can respond to, you know, that shoulder tension in real time. And it also allows us to become more curious about and attentive to some of our other internal experiences, right? Our emotional shifts and changes, um, what it is that we want and desire, because all of these things have an internal feeling associated with them. But if we're not paying attention, we might think that we kind of just cruise through life, you know, on an even keel. and, And that's generally not the case, right? We go through these changed feelings all the time. And so this capacity to notice also allows us to see those ebbs and flows, allows us to sort of notice that discomfort is often followed by less discomfort. And, you know, there's these um, highs and lows that we go through. And so this capacity to interocept, to sense what's going on inside of ourselves can have this huge ripple effect 
into our physical and emotional well-being. I think this ability to interocept is vital if we want to have this sense of self-connection, if we're trying to foster self-trust, if we are looking to find a sense of home within our own skin. It requires us not to kind of shy away from what we're experiencing but to lean in a little closer, to get a little bit more curious and to meet ourselves with a deep self-compassion. And so that is, I believe, the number one benefit of a slow movement practice. There are so many others, but I think that that sits at the heart of what can make a slow movement practice incredibly beneficial. And that's not to say, you know, you hear me talk a lot on this um, podcast about the idea of the both and, right, of being able to kind of simultaneously hold, hold space for two supposedly incompatible truths. Just because slow movement is good doesn't mean that fast movement is bad. Um, and yet that's often how our brains will work, right? And so I want to just really like point that out very clearly that by saying here's the benefit of slow movement, I'm not saying that fast movement doesn't have any benefit. Absolutely, that is not true. But we often will find that slow movement gives us something that fast movement simply can't. And I do believe that it also allows us to approach those faster modalities with more care, attention and awareness um, that we've fostered during our slow practices. And so there's a huge kind of carryover. But I just wanted to share that um, on this episode, because sometimes I do believe that we can do ourselves a disservice when we think of like a slow movement practice. I do think that sometimes it gets a bad rap as being not as beneficial as some of these other practices, because the focus is on, you know, cardiovascular health, strength, all of those other things. And they don't need to necessarily be mutually exclusive, right? Like, yes, our cardiovascular health is important. Yes, strength is important. But it doesn't mean that slow movement and that ability to foster interoception isn't important. And so if you feel yourself drawn to these slow modalities and you feel this sense of like exhaling and being like, oh, thank goodness, But then there's this little voice that pipes up in your head and says, but isn't this a little bit lazy? I just want you to know that the benefits of the slow movement are huge and high in number. We've just talked about one today, but there are so many. And so for any of those doubts that pop up and say, maybe this isn't enough, please just be able to meet those thoughts with like, thank you for trying to keep me safe. But I know that the benefits of being here, present and slow, are many and varied because they are. (laughs) And slow movement has been a gift in my life and a gift that I've been privileged enough to share for nearly 14 years now. And I have no no, uh, plans to stop. So slow movement, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. I am going to be running a workshop really soon all about somatic exercise. Um, 
As I am recording this, I don't have the date yet, but when it goes live, I might. So you can check the show notes for that. But as a backup plan, I will pop into the show notes um, a link to join my emailing list uh, because that will be the place that it gets released first. So if you're like, oh, yes, I do want some more slow movement. I want to experience this on a deeper level. Come and join me for that. It's a workshop called Ease and I'll be running that very, very soon. All right, until next week, see if you can find some time for some slow movement, foster that capacity that you have to interocept and notice what shifts and changes in your own body. And I will speak to you again really soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.